You're listening to the Yoga Teacher Resource Podcast. Knowledge, techniques, and inspiration for your teaching and your practice. I'm your host, Mado Hesselink. If you're a yoga teacher who loves learning, is passionate about spreading the benefits of yoga, and desires more resources to support your teaching, you're in the right place. Let's get started with today's episode. Hello, yoga teacher. How do you feel about marketing your classes and your events? Personally, I used to get a little sick inside when I thought about marketing. I hoped that if I was just a good enough yoga teacher, people would keep coming back to my classes and sign up for my events. I did see that working for teachers who came shortly before me. I started teaching yoga in 2005. I recently had a conversation with a teacher who was teaching back then, back in the late 90s and the early 2000s, and he told me stories of how he would teach classes of 75 people with zero marketing because there was so much demand for yoga and very few teachers. Things have definitely changed since then. Many of those students have become teachers And suddenly, there are classes everywhere. As the world continues to change, yoga teachers need to adapt and evolve too. Many of the teachers who taught packed classes a few decades ago, including the teacher that I had this conversation with, are no longer teaching because they don't want to compete in the current market. But other teachers have adapted to these changes and they continue to reach and impact and help hundreds or even thousands of students. So what about those of us who started later, even later than I? I believe it's still possible to create a thriving, successful, fulfilling business, but it takes different skills than it used to take. Our students are constantly bombarded by information, different options, and people trying to sell them things like essential oils. If you live in a metropolitan area, your students have hundreds of yoga classes to choose from each day. If you live in a rural area, there might not be as many in-person yoga teachers, but your students still have hundreds of online classes to choose from. And not only do most yoga students have a plethora of choices, they're often reluctant to commit to a specific class in advance because that might cause them to miss out on something else, something better. In order to break through the noise and communicate the value of your offering, the key is to think of your workshop, your class, or your event from your student's perspective and craft your marketing materials accordingly. This shift of changing your focus from an internal perspective to truly understanding your students is the key to breaking free from fear and loathing of marketing and learning to love it. Most of the time, for example, when a yoga teacher decides to teach a workshop, they think about what they're passionate about and what they love to teach. This is totally a great place to start because you definitely don't want to teach something that bores you. But if that's where it ends, then you've missed the other half of the equation. Instead, ask your students what they want to learn. 
Ask them what's bothering them in their practice. What's frustrating? Find out what their goals are. Then find the places where your students' desires overlap with your passions and your talents, and that is the workshop that you're going to fill easily. When you advertise this workshop, you're basically continuing the conversation that you already had with some of your students. So when you talk about your workshop to your students, you do so with the knowledge of what you learned by talking to them. You do so from their perspective. You tell them the benefits that they're going to receive, what they're going to learn, what they're going to walk away with, and most especially how their life is going to be different after taking this workshop. Even better, you can use your marketing to give your students a small win up front so that your marketing, your marketing itself becomes a form of service. It helps people who never even sign up for your workshop or whatever event it is that you're marketing. You can think of how can the way that I talk about this event actually help people already. This develops and builds trust And also, it sets the stage for them to receive even more benefit from the class, workshop, or event because usually humans need repetition and we need to learn things progressively. And so you can kind of set the stage for what they're going to learn in the workshop in your marketing. My personal story is that about five or six years ago, I decided to look at my fear of marketing square on. Why was I so afraid of the one thing that was going to support me to continue teaching? In order to figure this out, I read everything I could get my hands on. I read books. I read blogs. You know, podcasts weren't such a big thing then. I definitely would have listened to them if I had been aware of them. I purchased courses and I even hired a coach. When I looked at the similarities and the overlap between the people who I thought were doing an effective job at marketing, the people who I thought were being honest and authentic in their marketing, the big overlap was that their marketing was a form of service. And I started to realize that the reason I had previously hated marketing so much was that it felt like it was conflicting with yoga. In, in a sense, yoga is about dissolving the ego and about connecting with something bigger than the, than the individual self. And I thought marketing was the opposite. It felt like marketing was about building up the ego. What I learned is that it does not have to be that way. When I stopped thinking of marketing as selling myself and I realized that it could be about serving my students... I was able to release a lot of the discomfort around marketing, and most importantly, I was able to stop taking it personally. If I put on an event that was less than successful, or didn't meet my goals, or if nobody signed up for my workshop, it's not because I'm a bad teacher, and it's not even because nobody likes me. It's because I either didn't choose a topic that people want to learn about, or I didn't successfully communicate the benefits to my students. I don't suck, but maybe my marketing does. That is a lot easier for me personally to swallow, to pick up the pieces, and to try again. 
since implementing these strategies, I've consistently filled all the events that I've put on and it feels a little bit like magic. It's such a relief. When I see people struggling with their marketing now, I can immediately pinpoint where the disconnect is, how they're self-focused in their marketing instead of student-focused. And I totally know what that is like, so it, it feels really sad to me to see passionate, talented yoga teachers kind of missing the mark this way. And I know it doesn't have to be that way. I know that this works. At first, it is a little bit more effort because it requires research, it requires connection, and yeah, it requires some practice in learning how to talk differently. But in the long run, it's way more energizing to put on a successful event. It's so much more fulfilling to teach to your optimal group size, to make a fair wage for your time and effort and to reach people who are hungry for what you are offering. Almost every person that I work with in my coaching practice for yoga teachers struggles with some version of this mindset block around marketing. And of course, I have done a lot of work on this, but I still find it popping up again and again. Even though I know better on one level, there's still an old story that runs around in my head about visibility and about promotion. And the stories that determine our behavior are much more powerful when they're running in the background. So when I can identify the old story that's keeping me from taking action, it already loses a lot of its power because I can say to myself, okay, I see you old story, but I'm writing a new story now. And then I can use my, you know, my logical brain to figure out what action I can take that supports the new story. When I say I love marketing, that is a new story that I'm telling myself. Is it 100% true 100% of the time? I would say, heck no. I do love what marketing can do for myself and my clients. I do love the fact that the work we are doing as yoga teachers is designed to help people live better lives. I love helping others, and I believe that marketing facilitates that, makes it possible. But my old stories are still sneaking in and holding me back until I notice them and I consciously replace and reframe them with new stories. Sometimes this means that I have two or more conflicting thoughts happening at the same time. The privilege of being a human is that I get to choose which belief system, which thought is more helpful to me, and I get to reinforce that one. Over time, we can change the way we think, and that changes the way we feel and determines the actions that we take and the impact that we have. Changing your mindset around marketing is 100% possible. And it's definitely a good idea to get support along the way. Find people who have a similar perspective, but no skin in the game for your business. These can be friends, mentors, coaches, and teachers. A little trick is that ideally you will pay them for their help because there's this weird dynamic that happens when we pay someone. It really makes us sit up and pay attention and we're more likely to take action on their advice. So if there's some way that you can create an energy exchange, or even if you're, I don't know, maybe you 
find a friend to do this and you actually pay them $5 or $20 or something that enough that it it's meaningful and it just kind of flips that switch in the brain that this is this is valuable information that I'm paying for. If you'd like to hire me to work with you as a coach, I would be totally honored. I have some on-air coaching calls that it's really helpful to listen to first to get a sense of what it's like. For example, episode 20, Take Your Yoga Biz Outside the Box with Allison Whipple. Or episode 24, Thrive as a Yoga Teacher in a Rural Area with Valerie. I'm spacing on her last name right now. In both those episodes, mindset issues come up around marketing towards the end. And I went into those sessions not having a plan that we were going to talk about those mindset issues, but this is just what came up. And the truth is that mindset issues are lurking behind the challenges of all of us. So to not address them would really be a disservice. One thing to know is that my on-air coaching sessions are a bit shorter than my paid sessions because we need to appeal to listeners that are not inside that particular business. But in my paid sessions, we get to go deeper and sometimes we need to drill down in a way that would be boring in a podcast episode, but is really effective for the client. So if you want to work with me on a one-time strategy session this year, I hope that you will book it right away because I'm getting limited on availability for this year. I do love to include actionable suggestions in these podcast episodes. And for this week, I want to invite you to set up tea or phone calls with five of your most dedicated students. You can definitely just catch them after class. You'll get more honesty and depth if you set aside a special time to talk. Just let them know that you appreciate them as students and you want to pick their brain to help you develop your offerings and become a better teacher. Your students are usually thrilled to do this, so even if you feel shy about it, step out of your comfort zone and start with one person. See how that goes because I think you'll probably find it to be so helpful that you'll be motivated to to do more. Once you've had your first conversation, it would be fantastic if you wanted to come onto the Yoga Teacher Resource Facebook group and tell us what you learned. If you're not a member yet, come to teachingyoga.net slash join, and there'll be a link, an easy, easy link. Just make sure that you do answer all the questions, because sometimes people ask to join but don't answer the questions, and I do not approve those people. That is all for today. I hope that you have an amazing week where you live your life to the fullest. You step out of your comfort zone to learn and to grow. And also, of course, please remember to make time for your personal practice.